here is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Oh my gosh, there's so many revelations last night in the January 6th thingamajig that was produced by ABC television president. I mean, wow, I couldn't get past all of the facts that they dropped on America. We're going to have to go through them because I think you're going to find what the Democrats and Liz Cheney found shocking. We'll do that in 60 seconds. <laughs> Prepare yourself because it's crazy. <laughs> Relief factor. Summertime is here. That means backyard fun in the sun for many of us. Burgers on the grill, kids and, you know, families swimming around in the pool. Perhaps the uh, odd life-threatening game of lawn darts, which I don't understand. But we have to, uh, uh, we have to get out and enjoy our families. Because family's really all it's all it's really about. If you are dealing with aches and pains and you just you can't participate the way you want to, please try Relief Factor, created by doctors to help your body reduce inflammation, which is the major source of most of our pain. I take Relief Factor every day. I, st- I still take it three times a day: breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Relief Factor. Try the three-week quick start. Developed for you, $19.95. It's a dollar a day like a trial pack. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, 70% of them. Go on to order more month after month. It's relieffactor.com. Call 800, the number 4, relief. 800-4-RELIEF. Relieffactor.com. Feel the difference. Oh, my, my Gosh, I was shocked, shocked and horrified. Now, I'm going to be real honest with you. I'm probably one of the only uh, conservative talk show hosts today that will actually admit to you I didn't watch the damn thing. Uh, I'm just going to be straight up. I mean, I read all the reports and, you know, I watched the clips, but I I wasn't going to waste my time. (laughs) There was nothing new here. Um, uh, you know, all the way from, you know, all the way from the, you know, uh, the Democrats taking just a couple of minutes before they went into, this is the Klan. This is, this is exactly how it happened with the Klan. Uh, this is what, I mean, this is why we fought a civil war to end this kind of stuff. This is why our, our oath, this is a Democrat say, our oath says to protect and, uh, and defend the Constitution of the United States. Oh, excuse me, I had a hard time. Oh, whew, I had a hard time uh, digesting that coming from a Democrat. Um, but there was nothing new there. Yesterday, we had um, uh, Dershowitz, uh, Alan Dershowitz on, and he said, what you have to do is try to play the prosecution because there's nobody that, disagrees that is even in that room there's no they're all convinced this is a judge uh the lawyers everybody even the the defense attorney if you will the side of the defense thinks that trump is guilty as hell and it's just the the republicans are completely out of control so what do you get from that you get an agenda you get a really boring television show you get a lot of tweets from Luke Skywalker sitting there in his black jammies, 
and eating popcorn, looking like he's 700 years old. And I am shocked. A guy that works for Disney now. I am shocked that that guy, a Hollywood elite, is suddenly, suddenly against the Republicans. What? So you didn't learn anything. But what should you have asked? Well, they did prove, and this is going to take you by surprise, and I, I'm the first to admit I was shocked to learn that there was a riot at the Capitol on January 6th. Now, I, I know, I know. <laughs> if you didn't see it, you, you might deny that, but there were some bad things that were happening at the Capitol, and uh, people were doing, they were being more than naughty, let's put it that way. Now, the question I would have is, where was the intelligence? Where was the FBI? Where was uh, the NSA? We know they're spying on Americans all the time. We know that they're all reading social media. So where was the warning? Well, let me help you out on that. FBI intelligence warning that January 6 protesters might violently storm the Capitol, target lawmakers and blockade Democrats in tunnels was never sent to frontline police commanders and officers. But it was quietly emailed the night before to a top aide to Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. Now, wait a minute. So Chuck Schumer knew the night before, and he knew it from FBI intelligence, and we have the document to prove it. Well, what happened there? We have a failure here to communicate. Capitol Police Deputy uh, Chief Sean Gallagher emailed the top Schumer aide, now the Senate's uh, Deputy Sergeant at Arms, at 9.40 p.m. January 5th, saying he wanted to provide you visibility to new intelligence that an FBI threat analysis center had received from a website owner. The information explicitly warns the demonstrators had detailed maps of tunnel systems around the Capitol frequented by lawmakers and their staffs. And they were plotting to create a perimeter for potential violence and to find Democratic members uh, that were where they could block early from entering the Capitol. One point of entry the rioters were targeting, targeting was the Library of Congress. The owner of the website submitted an online tip to the FBI NTOC, the National Threat Operations Center, stating that uh, he has noticed a significant uptick in new visitors to his website. We've identified numerous open source comments indicating groups with intentions of finding the tunnel entrances and confronting and blocking members of Congress. Wow. So what did he do with that information? Well, nothing. I mean, it was only one source. It was just, you know, the FBI. So he didn't do it. And what was he going to do? It was already 930. Everybody was asleep. You're going to get on the phone and wake people up and say, hey, maybe we should, you know, you know, do something and, you know, maybe plan for a riot. No, he didn't do that. He didn't do that. Now, there's another little pesky problem here. 
Sure, you have the FBI saying that, but who trusts the FBI? You think Chuck Schumer trusts the FBI? You know what I'm saying? So official Capitol Police timeline now validates Trump's account. It shows Democrats seemingly being a little illogical. The Pentagon raised the possibility of sending National Guard troops to the U.S. Capitol four days before January 6th, setting into motion a series of rejections by Capitol Police and Democrats that left vulnerable uh, that were left vulnerable as threats of violence were rising. A an official timeline of the January 6th tragedy assembled by Capitol Police shows the Defense Department official reached out to the Capitol Police Deputy Chief Sean Gallagher on January 2nd to see if a request for troops was forthcoming. But the author offer was quickly rejected. Hmm. Carol Corbin, DOD Tech's uh, US, uh, USCP, the Capitol Police, Sean Gallagher, Protective Service Bureau to determine whether the USCP is considering the request for National Guard soldiers for January 6th. The following morning, the timeline states Gallagher replies to DOD via text that the request for the National Guard support not forthcoming at this time after consultation with um, the Capitol Police. Huh. Now, this is weird. This is weird. Capitol Police internal emails and documents show information began flowing that in uh, that there were some groups expected to attend that were talking on social media or fringe websites about tactics like blocking tunnels. But that happened way, way back in December. Who would have even remembered that the Capitol Police was warning about this in December? It was a whole year later. I mean, it happened. It happened, you know, in December of 2020. And it was January 6, 2021 when it happened. Can you be expected to remember things that long so on January 3rd, just out, that's 2021, just hours after Gallagher rejected the Pentagon's initial offer, the Capitol Police issued a new and darker security assessment to its commanders and executives and to the two political appointees in Congress responsible for security. Quote, due to the tense political environment following 2020 election, the threat of disruptive actions or violence cannot be ruled out. Supporters of the current president, see January 6, 2021, is the last opportunity to overturn the results of the presidential election. This sense of desperation and disappointment may lead to more of an incentive to become violent. Within 24 hours, they had uh, changed their mind and began seeking permission from the political powers, Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is January 3rd. So January 4th, Chuck Schumer gets a briefing where they ask him to deploy the National Guard as a preventive measure. Huh. So what happened, Chucky Wucky? What happened, Nancy Wancy? Well, they send an email out and say the request is denied for the Capitol Police to bring in the National Guard. Uh, they just, you know, 
They just don't need it. They're fine. So that's good. That's really good. So this goes on over and over and over again. Where were the questions yesterday? Because it seems like if you have this amount of notice and your oath of office and you take it seriously to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States of America. And I know you, Nancy and Chuck, you love the constant. Wow, I just I don't know what it is. It's coming over me on that. I know you guys love the founding fathers in the Constitution, and you will do everything you can to stand up for what is right, whether that is, you know, firebombing our cities or ignoring security concerns, you know, at the Capitol. I know you just want the best. Now, I'm going to give Nancy Pelosi a break because maybe her husband was hammered. And he was face down in her $25,000 refrigerator, just face down in all of that ice cream. And he's like, you know what? Shut up, woman. Oh, my gosh. She might have been dealing with that. We don't know. We don't know. Now, Chuck Schumer, I can't give a break to. But Nancy, she's been dealing with some really hard things in her in her own home, uh, you know, a husband who, I mean, let's be honest, he only drinks because he's married to her. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. So now what was this really all about? What was this really all about? Well, one thing it was really all about, and uh, that was make sure orange man bad. Make sure Republicans, bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They didn't really prove that. I mean, you know, they did a one-sided hearing. So that's one side. Too bad that the other side was presented by Liz Cheney. So what was this really all about? Well, I'm going to tell you what it was truly all about in 60 seconds. First, let me spend just a moment telling you about the Tuttle Twins books. Yes, I have the pipe in my mouth right now, and I'm sitting in an overstuffed leather chair in the library. And I want to tell you about some wonderful books that will teach your children everything they need to know. Um, And they'll do it in a non-snotty way, which... As a snot myself, I don't think I appreciate. Uh, They're taking these classics and they're trying to make them understandable to children. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. They've done it. Yes, they have. In fact, the Tuttle Twins books, everybody in the family are going to enjoy. And they're written for, I mean, the ABCs of, uh, of freedom starts with the toddlers. Uh, all the way to the uh, all the way to adults. Now they have a book uh, that we're giving away free right now. It is the Tuttle Twins and their spectacular show business. This I think is geared seven to nine, seven to eleven, something like that. Something that your kids can read on their own. Uh, pictures on every page. Yeah, so even I can read it. Um, and it teaches your kids all about 
entrepreneurship, what it takes to be a business person, why you can you can pursue this if you're smart, um, uh, how you can how you can be successful and what it takes to be successful. It's so important because nobody's teaching capitalism right now. Well, yeah, let's be honest. Nobody's teaching anything. <laughs> exactly right. Oh, because they, they, they want everything spoon fed through, a, uh, through a, a book that's relatable. Uh, nobody's teaching your, th- your kids these things. You need to do it. The Tuttle Twins and their spectacular showbiz. You can get it for free right now. Just pay for shipping. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Just pay for the cost of shipping. The Tuttle Twins and their spectacular show business. It's free now at TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Oh, no, we've got all the riffraff out. Let's please take 10 seconds to catch our breath. So what was this really all about? Now, I know I'm going to say some things that I think you're going to find confusing. You're going to say, no way, Glenn Beck. That's not what it's about. Boy, he's just stupid. Uh, Let me tell you what it was really all about. Look over there, squirrel. Don't look over in California where they're now paying $8.05 for a gallon of regular gasoline. If you want premium it's 809 you want diesel it's nine dollars and 19 cents okay that's what this is about don't see what that's crazy oh here's another one yeah this summer when you flip on a light plug in your phone or turn on the air conditioning savor it says the washington examiner a recent report warns that two-thirds of the united states will be at high or elevated risk of power outages over the next few months. Wow, really? We might have power outages? Yeah, yeah. And the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission study predicts electricity prices could skyrocket as much as 233% from last year's super low energy prices. That's fantastic! Right? But don't worry. We are moving at such a rate right now. I mean, Biden will tell you that, yes, things are tough. And, you know, we're having to pay a lot for for fuel and energy because, well, we're getting off of all fossil fuels by uh, 2035. And so we've got to move in this direction. Okay. Okay. Good. So we're going to go to wind power, which is oh so very reliable, uh, and solar power, which hey Seattle, don't worry about it. You're totally fine. But we have to store all of that into a battery of sorts. The U.S. renewable energy developers have delayed or scrapped several big battery projects meant to store electrical power on the grid. Hmm. Scuttling plans to replace fossil fuels with wind and solar energy. At least a dozen storage projects meant to support the growing renewable energy supplies have been postponed, canceled, or renegotiated as uh, labor and transport bottlenecks, soaring mineral prices, and competition from the electric vehicle industry crimp supply. Oh my gosh, is it that evil? You know, that's what it is. 
It is that evil Elon Musk and Tesla who is taking and buying up the minerals and buying up all of the resources and buying up all of the batteries for his evil electric car that is causing them now not to be able to buy enough minerals and enough labor to be able to get those gigantic batteries out by the windmill. Oh, that's what... Oh, my gosh. That's what's happening. This sounds like an emergency. We've got to do something, don't you think? Yeah. Well, they are. John Kerry says we need to shut down our coal plants at double the rate that we're currently shutting them down. So don't worry, America. Oh, squirrel, January 6th, there was a riot. Look over there. The Glenn Beck Program. All right. My pillow. My pillow is not just my pillow. It's your pillow. It's all of our pillows. It's a collective pillow that we can all lay our heads down at night and take a collective nap. Now, my slippers, <laughs> they're not just my slippers. They're your slippers, too. This slipper is my slipper. This slipper is your slipper. All of those great communist things kind of break down when it gets to my slippers and my pillow. Mike Lindell has uh, taken a couple of years to develop my slippers. They're made from three-tier cushioning. Uh, they have layers of my pillow foam and a layer of impact gel that ensures your feet are going to be comfortable and avoid fatigue. The slippers are made to be worn all day long, both indoors and outdoors, and they're made from high-quality leather suede. You can save $90 now on a pair of these slippers. They're really great. Check them out mypillow.com click on the radio listener specials button use the promo code back and receive this incredible limited time offer they come with a one-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee mypillow.com promo code back or 800-966-3117 blazetv.com slash glenn the promo code is glenn to save 10 bucks Hello, America, and welcome to the Glenn Beck program. I'm your congenial host, Glenn Beck. It's weird because Stu and I are both wearing T-shirts, and I, I, I'm telling you, I think it tells you everything you need to know about Stu and about me. Really, it does. It mm. does. Uh, Stu, what's your T-shirt say there on the front? Uh, the T-shirt says, Nancy Pelosi sucks. Hmm? Nancy Pelosi sucks. What does my T-shirt say? Uh, love, love thy, thy neighbor, neighbor. Mm-hmm. yeah and, and, i mean on the back it 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 also says unless she's nancy pelosi because she sucks <laughs> but i think that's all we need to know uh we have the marching band at the airport uh in uh, salt lake city for for your arrival uh this afternoon you're going to come to my art show uh I don't know why, but you want to horn in on everything, I guess. Yeah, I was, well, I was recently uh, and, watching uh, a YouTube video of, of, of that Banksy auction where they shredded the paintings, and I'm, I was inspired to make a trip. You're thinking about... Okay, good. Mm. All right, don't know what that means exactly. <laughs> um, uh, Selena Zito is with us. Selena Zito is... I mean, this this is a reporter that actually gets it because she doesn't sit around in the Capitol and in in uh, New York City. She actually goes out and talks to people, regular people. So she has her finger on the pulse better than I think 
uh, anybody else in the media. Selena, how are you? Good morning, Sunshine. I'm swell. How are you? Uh, you are i haven't heard anybody use the word swell in quite some time um by the way selena you can find all of her work at selenazito.com selena.com is where you can go and find her work selena i was reading an article that you did uh a couple of days ago um the rhetoric versus realism at the pump um and you just had such a great handle on things i wanted to talk to you a little bit about that but also, along with January 6th and this thing that happened last night, do people care about this? You know, I didn't even know. So, like, part of being a reporter that's in the middle of somewhere, <laughs> um, yeah. I didn't even know it was happening. <laughs> um, uh, wow. Wow. So, uh, <laughs> until one of my colleagues uh, said, hey, are you going to watch the, the hearings tomorrow, not tonight? And I said, what hearings? <laughs> and they said the January 6th hearings. I'm like, why is it on prime time? That literally makes no sense unless it's going to be a spectacle. And then I'm, I, I concluded that it's going to be a spectacle. And I'm like, The spectacle, why? yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, seeing that it was produced by a, a guy who has produced <laughs> television for ABC, you know, it kind of kind of a giveaway. So, Selena, what is actually going on in the country as you go across uh, and talk to individuals? What are they actually thinking about everything that's going on right now? Well, what is interesting, and again, people can check out everything I do at SelenaZito.com, but uh because I have three full-time jobs. Um, but so <laughs> what? no matter what your political party is, the same concerns are across the board uh, with regular folks. Uh, and what do I mean by regular folks? The folks that aren't um, involved in politics either for a profession or because they have an illness and they have to watch it all the time. But, you know, people, I mean, there isn't a time that I don't pull up to a gas station, which, by the way, is all the time because I'm always on a back road where you don't hear someone cussed at an inanimate object, meaning the gas pump. Because, you know, the average cost now to fill up an average car is about $100. You know, that takes takes a huge chunk. I put uh, three gallons of gas in my car yesterday, three gallons, and it cost me over $18. And a, a word that shouldn't follow the word holy was uttered at that pump. Uh, but I, I mean, you're, I looked at that and I thought that this is insanity, insanity. How are people doing it? It is. Well, they aren't. So it's, so what people are doing to sort of fake pretend that they're not getting gouged is that they'll only put $20, gallons, $20 worth in their tank. And, and like, well, this is it for the week. And if I can't get where I need to go with yep. 20 gallons, I'm not going anywhere. Uh, but it, it, and it's not that they're trying to not face reality. They just, they just have to find a way to manage reality. And that's what it what it um, what, what it's come down to. But so the other thing I think is really important for people to understand is the impact of the cost of diesel. 
because diesel is how we get everything that we want in our hands every day, whether it's food, whether it's our order from mm-hmm. Amazon or Rayfair or the, the, um, the fresh vegetables that we want from a farm or any of the energy that we need to, to heat our house or light our home, all come is derived from diesel. So what does that mean? Everything in our lives costs a lot more because diesel, if you think gas is insane in the numbers, so is diesel. But the other things that thing that people are really deeply concerned about is crime. Crime in, in the, in, in not just in New York, not just in Chicago, not just in uh, Washington, D.C. By the way, if you follow the scanners uh, from any of those cities, it's just it's like a horror movie, but you know, you know, cities across the country, the crime wave is insane, and a lot of that has to do with two years ago starting to sort of place police officers on a lower tier of importance and significance mm-hmm. in our lives, and 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 the direct result is that that. That police are or literally have their hands tied behind their back in the things that they pursue, and criminals know that, and they literally get away with stealing things right from underneath you, knowing that there are no consequences. And the and the uh, final and, thing- and here's a. a- Wait, wait. And here's another point on this. There's a story out today. Michigan County limits in-person response to 911 calls after blowing through their gas budget. So now here we are in the middle. Are we even in the middle of uh, uh, of June? And they've already blown through their gas budget. So now don't call the cops because they can't come. That's astounding. It's like Ghostbusters. The streams have crossed. So not only can't the police departments afford the gas, they can't send the the police out to respond. Uh, You know, and the other thing, and I think we really miss the significance of this, but, you know, when people in the news, in particular in the news organizations that don't cover uh, the crisis at the border, they think of it as um, uh, sort of this racist reaction to people of different colors or different um, places of origin coming to their country, and that's why they don't want them crossing illegally. That is not. Uh, we understand. Most Americans understand that that is that innate drive to want to be American and be free. However, what is also coming across the border is crime and drugs, fentanyl, meth. And where is fentanyl and meth coming from? It's coming from China, and it goes to South America, and it goes to Mexico, and then it comes not just to um, uh, cities, but it's coming to suburbs. It's not just a white Appalachian problem anymore. The city of Philadelphia, which is majority minority, has the highest rate of overdose deaths due to fentanyl and meth than any other city in the country. That is now just not a white Appalachian problem. That is a problem that is affecting everyone. So let me ask you, when will the or are they already? I saw some of the poll numbers uh, with 18 to 24 year old adults. He's at Biden is at 20 percent Hispanics record lows for uh, Democrats and same with um, blacks. Um, When do the American people know that? This gas price is not because of Vladimir Putin. It is because of ESG and these energy uh, decisions 
that the financial sector and the Biden administration and the left have made? When are they going to tie together the food shortages and the diesel shortages and the crime? When are they going to say enough is enough of these kinds of crazy policies? Oh, they they already know that. (laughs) The press just doesn't think they know that. That's the funny thing. It's, it reminds me so much of 2010 when I was following um, that midterm election um, and, and the Democrats held power. And, and John Boehner, God bless him, he said the most simple thing. He said, turned around and said, when someone said, what is uh, this, uh, you know, what, what, are you, what are you Republicans all about? And he just turned around and just sort of flippantly said, where are the jobs? And, and it is as simple as that. You know, there is a midterm election of historic per, um, proportions that happened, I think it's 1892 or 94. I can't remember. I did do a great, uh, uh, well, I shouldn't say my story is great. I did a great analysis of that midterm election where Democrats lost 130 seats. 130 seats. Holy so I'm I'm not, y'all can go check it out at SelenaZito.com, but the similarities between what was happening in America then and what is happening in America now are extraordinarily similar. So I think that all of these charts, all of these guesses, all of these, you know, new, this leans right, this leans left, all of them are not going to capture uh, the amount, the, the the breadth of the wave that the Democrats are going to feel in November. They're just not. They don't understand. And part of the problem is, so, is if you re- go, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Um, I'm on a delay. So please um, just keep going. If you <laughs> try to interrupt, just keep going. Um, the uh, we'll finish your thought. Finish your thought. Well, I think the bit largest part of the problem is, is that reporters and Democrats and even Republicans don't understand how big this is because oftentimes they're not having conversations with people in real time in their real lives. And people are not always completely honest with a politician or a reporter, uh, especially one that's from New York or D.C., because they don't want their name in print, because they don't want people coming after them on social media. So so they say nothing or the, or or they just shrug. Uh, but if you really know people and understand people, which is w- what I do, not because I'm spectacular, but because I live in the middle of Appalachia, right? People have a sort of sense of trust of someone who shares their values. And and it's going to be mm-hmm. monstrous. Wow. Um, all right, Selena, I, we need to talk again um, probably next week because I, I learned so much from you and I just love your articles. Um, you're just very insightful and you, you use history to, uh, to show the parallels. And I'm going to go back and read that uh, about the election okay. of what was it, 1890? Which I one was it? Was it? 1894. It was, in the, it was Grover yeah. Cleveland's second term, that midterm election. Was it the uh, was it the silver election, the one that was yeah, about the, the yeah the, silver sil- yes silver was part of that yeah. it was eighteen ninety four yeah 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 it was eighteen ninety four yeah. that's right because yeah. it was right before the year that William Jennings Bryant ran for president in ninety six 
Yep. Uh, okay. Thank you so much, Selena. I appreciate it. Uh, you can find all of her work at selenazito.com, selenazito.com, if you really want to handle on what people are actually thinking that you're not seeing in mainstream media. Uh, read uh, Selena Zito. Back in just a minute. Our sponsor this half hour is Patriot Mobile. Today is the day that you are going to make a very important decision. It is time to switch to Patriot Mobile. You've waited long enough. It is time to start saving money on your mobile phone bill. And it is time to put your money into action, not only to get a great product at a lower price, your cell service, but also to invest in a company that is they don't hate you. They believe in the same things that you believe. We have the same values with Patriot Mobile, and they are in the fight using their own money. They are a great operation. You're going to save a ton of money. I want you to switch now. It's a parallel economy, gang. We have to build these companies up that are standing with us. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Today is the day you'll call 972-PATRIOT, 972-PATRIOT, or PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. You'll get free activation with the offer code Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or 972-PATRIOT. The Glenn Beck Program. Tell me, top of the hour. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. It is Friday. I want to share some good news. And it's not every day that you get good news like this, where you can you can hold out and say, look, here's somebody that, I mean, all good things come to good people in the end. Uh, now, this is not being spun in the mainstream media as, as good news, but what would you expect? Two employees at a Mars food processing plant in Pennsylvania needed to be rescued after they fell into a tank of chocolate yesterday. The pair fell waist deep into the tank at the Candy Giants facility in Elizabethtown at 2 p.m. Now, they say the chocolate coated victims weren't hurt, but they couldn't get out of the chocolate tank on their own. Why try? Sincerely, why try? Uh, the uh, spokesperson for the Mars Candy Company said, we can confirm both people have been taken off-site for further evaluation. We're extremely grateful for the quick work of the first responders. They came in uh, and they found the two standing in the big pool of chocolate. Uh, and they are okay today. Little upset tummy, you know. Uh, but... Uh, it's good to see good things happening to good people. I'd like to have that opportunity. Would your day be a little bit better if you were like, you got home, how was your day, honey? Ah, I fell into a giant vat of chocolate. Uh, it was up to my waist. I couldn't get out for like an hour. And uh, whew, I couldn't eat a bite. I couldn't eat a bite, honey, so skip dinner. That's a good day, America. God bless this country. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to Friday. I want to tell you real quick. Uh, let me just give you a quick history lesson, if you don't mind, if I may. Uh, back a long time ago, 
your dog's great, 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 great grandfather was a wolf. And back then, wolves ate other animals and people that just couldn't run fast enough, uh, both of which were chock full of all the nutrients that that, you know, old timey dog needed to live a happy and healthy life. Now, your dog probably is not eating small children, slow runners or other animals. Um, your dog is probably eating kibble food uh, out of a bag. And uh, quite honestly, I mean, think of what we've done to the dog culture. We've just raped it. Anyway, that food is sterilized. And now because, you know, their food doesn't have the nutrients that comes from slow humans, uh, your dog is suffering right now. May I suggest either start feeding, you know, slow humans to your dog or I think you should go the way of Rough Greens. Rough Greens is a supplement that you sprinkle on top of your dog's food. It is filled with the vitamins, minerals, probiotics, and antioxidants. Everything that your dog needs to live a ha- happy and healthier life. Get a free bag of Rough Greens for your dog to try out right now. Just uh, pay for shipping. Go to roughgreens.com slash Beck or call 833-GLEN-33. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. It is Friday, which means the one, the only, Bill O'Reilly. For the full hour, as Larry King used to say, we begin in 60 seconds. So, I'm wearing a t-shirt today from the the Nazarene Fund. It says, uh, love thy neighbor. And, And I, you know, generally agree with that. I mean, Jesus had some pretty good ideas, you know, good safety tips there. But what if your neighbor is Bill O'Reilly and you're like, I, I have got to move away. You want somebody that can get the most money, somebody that can keep it on the you know, QT that Bill O'Reilly lives in the neighborhood and, uh, and can get you out of that neighborhood and into a neighborhood where, you know, people like me live, you know, just do the right thing. You need a great real estate agent for your next real estate transaction, whether you're selling a home and moving across the street or across the country we have you covered wherever you may be it's real estate agents i trust.com people who think like you do people who think like i do and people that know bill o'reilly is a troublemaker in the neighborhood it's real estate agents i trust.com it's a free service to you real estate agents i trust.com what a surprise i didn't see it coming otherwise i wouldn't have said those things bill o'reilly joins us now hello bill do I get a piece of that? You know, if you're the real estate agent, nope. you're going to be prospering all over the country <laughs> using me as the poster nope. board nope. for moving away. Don't I get a piece nope. of that? Yeah. No, because <laughs> no, it's just common sense, Bill. Um, so it. what is the big story of the week? 
Well, it's the January 6th hearing as far as uh, the populist story is concerned last night. But uh, the Kavanaugh intrusion where this loon shows up in a taxi cab uh, armed and then says he was going to kill Justice Kavanaugh, I mean, that's pretty close to January 6th. So I think maybe it's a tie this week. Okay. Well, let's start. Let's start with the January 6th thing. Let's just get this over with. All right. What'd you think? Uh, I didn't hear anything new. Did you or Stu? Did you guys get any new out of that? Nope. Nope. Okay. So uh, let's run down what we know. Liz Cheney hates Trump. Liz Cheney is a (sighs) deceiver. Uh, She reads a quote from Trump, but she leaves out the last line, which says, go home in peace. Leaves that out. What? Okay. Oh, my gosh. Whoa. Yeah. So she's a deceiver. All new. Go ahead. No. All new stuff. I don't think Americans really saw any of that coming. And they also pointed out that there was a riot on January 6th. Yes. There was yes. nothing new here, Bill. You know, that's the point. So I watched a little bit of it, and then I had my staff take over, and I read all the wires. And the big headline, the big headline, Trump said maybe hanging Mike Pence was good. (laughs) I mean, if you know Donald Trump as I do, he says stuff like that all the time. It's called <laughs> That's not the defense I expected, actually. Yeah, no, no. He, thought, he said, but you know what? It's true. Yeah, he doesn't yes, have a it's sense. It's true. So he was mad at Pence yeah. because Pence wouldn't do what he wanted and not certify the election. So some people were chanting, "Hang Mike Pence!" And then Trump turns around to whoever and says, "Yeah, that might not be a bad idea." He didn't mean it. He says stuff like that all the time. So did Harry Truman. <laughs> oh, and that's the headline. Oh, Trump wanted yeah, to hang I know, I know. Mike Pence. So it's wow. now into the absurd, right? But it's serious yeah. because all of these people on the committee, and they all hate Trump, with anybody who just dislikes him. They all hate him. And the networks Mm -hmm. collude to put on this thing when they know they didn't have anything. They didn't have a thing. All right. In order to take Trump off the board for running for president again. That's what this was all about or is all about. Okay. So, so, Bill, let me let me ask you, I mean, because you've been around, you were there for the you know, hearings on the assassination of uh, of Lincoln. And so you've seen this a lot. Have you have you ever seen something produced like this? This was an ABC television producer. And yeah, they the produced it the news for the hype. Yeah, right. Well, I work for ABC right. as a correspondent, as you know. I worked for ABC as a correspondent under Rune Arledge. Maybe remember that name. That was the golden time yes. of ABC. Jennings was the anchor. O'Reilly was one of their top correspondents. And we reported the news in a fair way. Was there a liberal culture? Yes. Was it crazy intrusive like it is now? No. So a former ABC president, James Golston, 
produces this dog and pony show. What does that tell you? What does that tell you, Michael? To use a quote from The Godfather, what does that tell you? Tells me the rebels can win. Um, so if you don't get it now, you're never going to get it. And I'm talking directly to your listeners, Beck. If you don't get what this is now, you're never going to get it because it is a contrived thing. But there are important elements to what we saw last night, if you would like to know them. Yes, go. So there are some on the right that are diminishing the riot at the Capitol. That is not good. And the testimony of Caroline Mm -hmm. Edwards, a Capitol police officer, was very compelling. And you can tell that 18 months after this, that woman is still deeply affected by what she went through because she was on the front lines of those people who were out of control storming the Capitol. That was the most important takeaway for me of the whole night. That this was a very serious act, and it should not be diminished in so, any way. But wait a minute. Right. So, but Bill, that's not something you discovered last night or I discovered last night. No. 90, I would say, I would say 90, let's let's speak over generous to the other side. 90% of Americans, I don't care what walk of life you were, when you saw that on January 6th, we all were lockstep going, this is a horror show. This has got to be stopped right now. So this is not a new thing. What what they're trying to do. I were there. You and I absolutely were there because I remember talking to you about it. So you and I were mm-hmm. simpatico on this. This can't happen in America. And there's no justification or rationalization for it. But there are people and commentators on radio and television who have tried to diminish its importance by saying, what about the riots after George Floyd? And when I hear that, I go, no. The riots after George. Well, no, wait, Floyd. wait, 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 wait. I don't, I don't, I don't. I think you're misinterpreting that because I will say the riots of BLM, and I don't mean like, hey, you know, this wasn't, uh, this wasn't uh, as bad as that. Although it wasn't uh, financially, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's still in the very, very bad category that BLM riots were in. The, no question. What I when I say that I don't I don't tr- dismissing no, I January sixth as a very big deal. You don't. I, have I'm to saying that. Look, that. you 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 don't have to explain that. That was self evident well, when you said it. You don't have to explain that. But yeah, but you, you were saying that, that when you hear people, s- you know, no, there I, are I, commentators. I think, no, no, wait, wait, that wait. Are, that are trying to take the horror away somewhat. By pointing to another horror. And I don't think that's right. That's the only point I'm making. The horror of the so, George Floyd riots. No, it's it's not the same, Bill, because what, what people are saying is there is no justice. I wanted that stopped, and I want the people on January 6th to pay the price. Not overpay, but not underpay. Right. Uh, when you look at the BLM riots, the the political people in the Democratic Party, including our vice president, bailed those people out and out. made excuses. So when I say, Absolutely. yeah, but what about BLM? I'm saying equal justice. That's what I'm saying. 
And, and that is absolutely right, but that's not my point. My point is that some commentators are using the George Floyd horror to diminish the horror at the Capitol. And you know that's happening. You have heard it. Yeah. So commentators like you and me, who are honest, are saying to the American people, neither situation is acceptable. And then there are problems right. on both sides. The lack of enforcement during the Floyd riots was a scandal. A scandal. That was a local state issue. The over-enforcement in some areas of the Capitol was a scandal as well. They're two different things. And I'll say the same thing. The, the left thinks that Donald Trump, and I do too, that Donald Trump's response on that day was despicable. Despicable, despicable, despicable. I disagree he dismin- with you. diminished it. I disagree with you. Oh. I know what happened. No, no, you're going to like this. Beck, you're going to like this. I know exactly what happened because I have excellent sources who are on the scene in the White House when that was happening. And I have talked to them independently. And therefore, the information that I've compiled, where I'm going to write a column about on Sunday on BillOReilly.com, to me is as honest as it's going to get. So what happened that day was that Donald Trump, and to this day, sincerely believes that that election was fraudulent. That's what the man believes. I agree. Okay? He has a right to that belief. He has a right to believe that if he wants Mm -hmm. to. Now, you don't have to agree with it, mm-hmm. all right? And obviously, the courts don't because there's been no successful litigation. So Donald Trump brings in a belief that I got jobbed on the election. A million people show up to agree with him in Washington. He likes those people. Are you with me so far? Mm-hmm. A million people show up. Trump approves of them being in Washington. That is absolutely what happened. Then he gives a speech. And the speech, if you listen to it, does not provoke at all. It says what he believes. I don't think the election was fair. Thank you for agreeing with me. Okay. And let's protest peacefully. He uses the word peacefully, which somehow Liz Cheney overlooks. Okay. Then Mm -hmm. a, a small segment of the million who are militant, crazy loons storm the Capitol. Trump did not know or want that to happen because it hurts Trump if it happens. The problem then came where he didn't know what to do. He's sitting watching the cable coverage of this and the network coverage, watching it, and 50 people are yelling at him to do different things. Now, I don't know whether he panicked, but he didn't know what to do because it was his supporters doing this terrible thing. So he froze for an hour and 48 minutes. That was his mistake. 
he should have immediately went out to the front lawn and said, cease and desist. But he this broke. is why I said that his his behavior for an hour and 46 minutes was despicable. He's oh, the president of the United States. Dis- He's a smart guy. He despicable. knows exactly. Well, I, 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 you okay. know, what? I, I just, you know, I know I was, was horrified and everyone I know was horrified. Yeah. Hannity was t- well, was his pundit to Trump. Was, was texting Trump right. and calling, saying, get off your butt and get out there and condemn this. That's what John Hannity was doing, okay? But Trump panicked. Yes. So, yes, that was a severe mistake. But despicable, I wouldn't label it that. Okay. Um, all right, we're going to switch gears to the security of our of our elected officials and the security of our Supreme Court justice. Um, here's a group of people that will condemn Donald Trump for what he didn't do for an hour and 48 minutes. Um, and yet they're doing something much worse because it's not an hour and 48 minutes. It's days and months after we've had a uh, threat on the Supreme Court justices. And then somebody shows up and Nancy Pelosi acts like, oh, yeah, well, we took care of that. No, you only took care of that because he phoned the police himself right. and said, uh, <laughs> I'm worried about my mental health. So right. hang on just a, a second. We're going to go with that. And <laughs> yeah, Bill O'Reilly uh, continues here in just a minute. Stand by first relief factor. Pain is your body's way of letting you know that something is wrong. Most of the time, uh, what it's trying to tell you is you have inflammation in your joints or inflammation somewhere in your body. You can find ways to mask the pain, but that's why ibuprofen is better than pain relievers in many ways because ibuprofen actually reduces the inflammation when it works for me it doesn't work and i've had the hard stuff i've had the ibuprofen 800 yeah i got the prescription i couldn't just take two of those pills you know uh i had to get the prescription for the heavy stuff anyway um it it doesn't mask the pain when you come to relief factor and it works for me where ibuprofen doesn't work because it attacks your inflammation four different ways that's the key to relief factor and i never thought that my pain that i was living through uh, before uh could have ever been caused by anything that relief factor could have helped i didn't try it i knew about it for about a year and a half never tried it didn't have any interest my wife finally gave me an ultimatum i'm not going to listen to you whine anymore unless you'll try everything and i said honey ibuprofen doesn't work for me this is not going to work for me it has it's changed my life it's why this weekend i am going to be at an art gallery again for now the second showing of uh, my art i couldn't hold a paintbrush in my hand four years ago now I can. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com. 800-4-RELIEF. 800, the number 4, RELIEF. Try the quick start, three-week three quick start trial, 1995. ReliefFactor.com. 10 seconds, station ID.
The author of the book, Killing the Killers, his latest out now, New York Times bestseller, Bill O'Reilly and BillOReilly.com. So, Bill, let's let's look at what happened with Kavanaugh this week. Yes, uh, troubling situation because Nancy Pelosi has stalled a uh, piece of legislation in the House that would um, apply draconian penalties to people who go to the houses of government officials to demonstrate. And that goes... Okay, let's play asked. a little bit of that audio here. Hang on. Here's the audio from Nancy Pelosi. You said the justices were protected, but there was an attempt on Justice Kavanaugh's life. It's protected. The justices are protected. This issue is not about the justice. It's about, it's about a staff and, and the rest. The justices are protected. You saw the attorney general even double down on that. But this double is about security for the justices. An armed man showed up near Justice wait, Kavanaugh's wait, house wait, to wait, try to... We're working together on the bill that the Senate will be able to approve of because that's what... We can pass whatever we want here. We want it to be able to pass the Senate. So I don't know what you're talking about because evidently you haven't seen what the debate is. And not debate, but what the language is there will be a bill but nobody is that's unbelievable as they are as she's talking about this that she's just trying to make sure that it could get passed in the senate they pass it an outrageous gun bill that is not going to pass the senate anyway bill your thoughts on this (laughs) that's an excellent uh, point beck so they they throw a uh gun bill in they know it's not going to pass the senate but they're not going to you know put in what they believe is necessary to protect Supreme Court justices and other government officials. Come on. You know, this woman, I've said she's evil, and maybe this is overstating it, but I don't think so. Uh, Watching her for decades, I just think she's an evil woman. A woman who is consumed with power, who has no respect for others with whom she disagrees. No respect. What she did to Trump, how she tried to undermine him, the impeachment fiasco. She doesn't care about America. It's all about her power, you know, and it just makes me disgusted. Go ahead. When we come back, um, I'm going to continue the conversation um, on this because it's important. We've got these these, uh, Supreme Court decisions coming out in the next couple of weeks. It's really important. Why are they treating it this way? What's coming next? More with Bill O'Reilly coming up. The Glenn Beck Program. I also want to talk a little bit about the uh, gas price. It is now uh, over $5 a gallon uh, as an average. We just hit another record all-time high in all of history. In the modern world like ours, where cyber criminals are working really hard to overtake your regular, overtake the regular criminals and be the dominant species of knuckle-dragging thugs, you have to be really careful. And we're really not. We share our information all the time, and it's not secure online. It's just not. Protection can come in the form of many different things. You can have your bank watch transactions, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But the ultimate is LifeLock. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting your life every day. Our information is out there, and that's what LifeLock is there for. 
They can't catch everything, but they can monitor things better than you can on your own. And if you do become a victim, they have restoration specialists that will work with you to help fix the problem and fix it quickly. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK. 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com. Promo code BECK. Save 25%. Lifelock.com. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn to save 10 bucks off Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck program. Um, I half agree with Bill O'Reilly on the biggest news stories of the week. Um, January 6th, I don't think, is the one that is penetrating most of the uh, uh, most of uh, America. It might do one side or the other. Um, Kavanaugh is a story that should be logically all of us should care deeply about that. Uh, and there's one other story. So let me just finish up with uh, with Bill on uh, on Kavanaugh. And then I want to ask him about the other story I think is the biggest of the week. Um, why why are they um, so uh, uninterested in protecting and slowing these people down? Because I don't think it's just about riots, just about marches. Uh, there is no precedent of a Supreme Court justice before something is released being killed. Uh, you have Antonin Scalia who, who died and then his vote didn't count after his death. So we don't know what the precedent would be. Is Are they that nefarious? Well, it's more than nefarious. I mean, these people who are pro-abortion are violent. I mean, a segment of that population is violent. I, you know, the media ignored the firebombing of a clinic in Buffalo this week where 11 right. female medical people were simply advising for free poor women who are pregnant. And part of the agenda they have is adoption, but they also have abortion. Okay, that was firebombed by this Jane outfit, which took credit for it, got no coverage at all. Imagine if a Planned Parenthood clinic was firebombed. It would be front page uh, lead on all the news. Uh, and, And this is what I call the suppression of the news. So there is an element in the pro abortion world that's violent. You know, uh, Biden is screaming white supremacy, white supremacy, extremism, Merrick Garland. Well, is this not extremism? Is this not the same so, thing or worse? So, oh yeah, it's we live in clear. a corrupt country. Uh, let me let me ask you, Bill. Um, uh, the do, why won't they release these things early? They should just release them. That would help. Uh, and the second is. I I believe they know who the mole is and they're not going to do it until the last day of the court if they if they say it out loud. Um, but if they find the mole, they're going to be condemned or they're going to be hired by MSNBC. It'll be the same thing. The people who are appalled by the pro-abortion lobby will celebrate the and I, I would assume there's yeah. going to be an arrest all right, and then the people who like the pro-abortion people will condemn it. Uh, 
It's the same thing. And by the way, Liz Cheney last night, just to uh, deviate a little bit um, because we didn't mention this, she's done in Wyoming. You know that. She's through. She's not yeah. going to be reelected. Who's going to hire her back? MSNBC, you, CNN, no, probably CNN. CNN, CNN. I think that deal's already cut. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, you um, know, we're living in a okay, so let country. Me, you know that. Go ahead. Let me, give, let me give you the other story that I think is the biggest story, the one that everybody doesn't have to be told by the uh, media what to think. Gas prices now officially over $5 a gallon. Yeah. We have blackouts in California. They're up to $9 a gallon. The inflation numbers have come out. They're way above expectations. Uh, it is 8.3 or sorry, 8.6%. Uh, but if you look at the shadow stats, the way we used to uh, measure inflation back in the 1980s, that puts us down uh, at inflation of 17%. Highest CPI since 1982. Real wages have been down 13 months in a row. And the government is still talking about, like, an SSI hike. They're talking about giving more money to more people. I mean, what do you do with SSI? You have to keep it, you know, so people don't starve to death. But... Where is all of this coming from, and where are we headed? And Biden goes on Jimmy Kimmel and says the economy is strong, the strongest in the world. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm sitting there yeah. going, and then Kimmel goes, yeah, that's right, okay, yeah, that's right. And the stock market's melting down, Beck. It's melting down. So we are in a catastrophe economically. But it had to happen, Beck. Had to happen, because this is the death knell of the progressive movement. You are seeing it right now. The Chesa Bodine firing I in San Francisco right. was the first one. But Americans, if you care at all about your family, your children, your security, if you care at all, you've got to know this is the progressive left. They did it. Biden did it. That's it. Putin did not do it. Oh, I'm so angry. So angry. I, I, no, I know. I hope that people hear that message and, and know it. Um, I'll go door you know, to door was a with big, you, Beck. Uh, you and I will go door I'd to door do it. if we have I would to. do it. it. I would do it, Bill. Um, I tell you, the... the it is the the really the most incredible thing is that they are saying it in elitist groups and they're hinting at it on television. You know, hey, we got to go through this pain to get off of uh, of dirty energy, but it is all coming undone. And and Bill, I just I fear that we are dealing with a cornered animal. They know this is falling apart. And whoever takes over, first of all, stop it, Beck. He's going to go ahead. No, I, 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 I worry that let's say that the Republicans get in that a they're not smart enough to figure out what's really going on uh the the second thing is he'll start doing it through executive order because he's doing it all through his administration 
Um, and Congress is not going to have the guts to cut off the money. I hope they do. They control the purse strings and start grabbing their power back. Uh, but they're going to do this through executive fiat. And and whoever tries to stop them, these guys have nothing to lose anymore. Nothing. Well, look, it's going to take a while, but people remember the Trump economy. They remember the 1.4% inflation rate under Trump, and now, as you pointed out, it's in the teens. They remember. And you know who's going to lead the way to destroy the progressive movement? Do you know who's going to lead the way? Hispanic voters. Hispanic voters are going to turn en masse against the Democrats because most of Hispanic Americans are hard-working people who are now being put in a ditch because they have to pay three times as much for gas and food. And they know it. I got a guy right now, Beck, cutting my lawn. All right? And he's a hard-working guy. And he's getting hammered. And Hispanic Americans are going to turn against the Democratic Party with a fury that we have never seen. And that is the end of the progressive movement. It's just going to be Cambridge, Massachusetts, Oakland, California. And I, you're right that Biden is so bad, so bad, that it's going to take longer for us to recover. But people are not going yes. to forget. Uh, I will tell you, Bill, that uh, uh, I, I just want to echo your sentiments about um, Hispanics. I had a guy who, when I was redoing my house, he would watch me paint and I would watch him lay floors. And we had this conversation about how every passion really is art form. If you look at what you do as an art form, it's different. And, and he said, I said, I, we can't get people who are Americans to do hard work anymore. And he said, uh, brother, I'm first generation. My son doesn't want to do this. Uh, he said, so it's it's all the same. When you have luxury, they want to go and do something else. That's that's why we need immigration. We need immigration and we need to foster that. And we need to foster a work ethic from our children. Um, by the way, it is Father's Day next weekend. Bill O'Reilly has his new book out. I want to give you a chance to plug your new book for Father's Day. Okay, but I want also people to consider your book, Great Reset, and then buy my book, Killing the Killers, The Secret War Against Terrorists, and present both books to Dad. Does Dad not deserve... Thank you for that. No, listen. If you go to BillOReilly.com and you buy Killing the Killers from us, we'll give you Killing the Mob free. And this is absolutely true. I told my staff we're doing this because people are getting hammered the cash is tight so let's make it easier for father's day and that's what we're doing and then if you put the great reset in there and this is this is important back you give dad three books now say dad is annoying and you don't really want to hear a lot from dad (laughs) you give him the three books and he's out of the box for two weeks you see yeah oh yeah easy two weeks easy two weeks Yeah, if you love yeah. Dad, uh, Dad will Dad will like three books. But if you don't love him all that much, Dad will be quiet for a while. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bill O'Reilly from BillOReilly.com. We'll talk again uh, next week, Bill. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me in. Bye. You bet. All right. Uh, let's see. By the way, we have Michael Malice coming up uh, next hour and some other really great stuff that uh, you don't want to miss as we close out the week. All right. Our sponsor this half hour is Legacy Box. Legacy Box is, and I, maybe I'm a, I, well, I know I'm a weirdo, but maybe I'm a weirdo dad. I'm at the point in my life where I want to go back and look at some of my family pictures when I was a kid. Um, my my brother's in town, Robert. He's he's like my brother. We grew up together. And uh, we were driving around here uh, yesterday, and we put on Chicago 16, I think. And we were kids, and we were listening to that when we were growing up, and we hadn't listened to that together for, you know, 40 years. And uh, it was just such a good blast from the past to remember our past and to see how far we've, you know, we've come as people. Uh, I should say as individuals, as people, we kind of suck. Have you seen China lately? Have you seen Congress lately? Seen the White House? Anyway, Legacy Box, I want to preserve all of these memories. And what I would give, I have one photo of my great-great-grandmother who came across the plains in a wagon. And I only have one picture. Can you imagine having video from those past generations? It would be incredible. We're the first generation that can now preserve it for all time. Go to Legacy Box. They'll, they'll digitize 19 different types of media from VHS to Super 8, everything in between. They, it's very safe. You send them the originals. They send them back to you. It's all done here in America. Legacy Box has a Father's Day event that is happening right now. Go to LegacyBox.com slash Beck. You're going to save 50%. Now, you don't have to send it in right away. You get the box, and you've already paid for it, so you get a 50% discount. Then get together as a family and go through those items. It's fantastic. LegacyBox.com slash Beck. LegacyBox.com slash Beck. 50% off now. Let your dad know his legacy will live on years to come and for generations legacybox.com slash beck the glenn beck program miss a day miss a lot visit blaze tv.com today and never miss a moment of truth This is the Glenn Beck program. I was just telling Stu off the air. I'm a next event a guy. I, I can't I can't look at my schedule more than what's coming up next or I just get overwhelmed. And uh, I told him just finishing that I realized I'm an hour away before my next event is uh, the art show this weekend in Park City at Park City Fine Art. And uh I just got butterflies. I just got the same feeling I had last year. Jeez, I don't know if anybody is coming and, you know, is any of this stuff going to sell? And it's just, yeah. it's, it's so weird to be, um, to do something that you're not known for doing and you're, you know, I'm, I'm by far 
not the most talented artist that will mm-hmm. be there mm-hmm. uh, this weekend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yep. 100%. I don't think any of that definitely from you. agree. And with Stu you will be there. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a thing, Glenn. You, you wonder if anyone's going to come, and you know I will be there. And that's you know really what friends are for. When you are feeling stress and tension, and you're nervous about something big and important in your life, you want to have someone like me there to make sure I can comfort you and and make you feel as as good as possible and about what's mock gonna... me <laughs> well <laughs> i know what's coming Stu. we've worked together for 20 what 25 years mm-hmm. i got it mm-hmm. i got it i know exactly what you're going to bring to the event i don't and that's know why you're, you're not going into the gallery i'm not oh, well, that's, that's a problem <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be lucky if anyone walks through the front door after you've been there i think it's gonna be it's i'm actually really excited i've never seen one of your shows like this before i am really excited to see it and i know that you know these are these paintings and unfortunately you actually have become a really good painter which is annoying to me because i'd much rather mock you for being terrible at it (laughs) but but the these things have become very uh, you know they're very valuable and they go for these high prices not everyone can afford them though i know you have some options for people to get prints and stuff of them but it's like what's interesting about this is people come in they buy these paintings and then this goes to preserve history you know all the stuff that you wind up showing people uh these documents these paint these paintings that some on the left want to destroy this is how we're preserving them and you know your work is going right to that i just i just bought that uh painting of george washington uh, that was up in the Portland Museum. Very, very famous painting by Rembrandt Peel. I bought it to preserve it. Uh, all of the paintings, if all of them sold this weekend, won't cover that one artifact. Uh, and that's what funds these, and along with the money that my wife yells at me about. Uh, so help us preserve American history. America, it's Friday, and America's favorite anarchist, Michael Malice, going to talk to us about guns and what's happening in the Supreme Court in 60 seconds. But first, let me tell you about Rough Greens. Sometimes being a good dog owner means realizing that your dog isn't getting all the things he or she needs in the food that you feed them. That dry kibble dog food, its it has almost no nutritional value whatsoever. It is... Believe it or not, it may be worse than a McDonald's hamburger. You know how you can set a hamburger up on a shelf, and as long as there's no ketchup on it, it will never mold? Yeah, because there's nothing alive in there. Nothing. Nothing. Same with kibble food. 
your dog needs uh, supplements. Uh, your dog needs vitamins, minerals, probiotics, and that's exactly what Rough Greens is. You could you could feed your dog McDonald's every day, but as long as you put Rough Greens on top of it, your dog's going to be fine. Uh, the same with kibble food, believe it or not. Uh, the folks at Rough Greens so confident that your dog is going to love it because that's the key. Will they eat it? They're so confident your dog will love it, but they don't want you to take a risk on it. Uh, they will send you the first bag absolutely free. All you do is call Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Beck, or call 833-GLEN-33. Ask for the first bag for free. Just pay for shipping, 833-GLEN-33, uh, or RoughGreens.com slash Beck. I'm telling you, you, if your dog will eat it, you watch a healthy, healthy difference in your dog in the coming months. It's roughgreens.com slash Beck. Well, I don't really know if it's America's favorite uh, uh, anarchist, because I don't know how many anarchists there are, you know, in the running. But uh, Michael is my favorite anarchist and uh, the host of You're Welcome, a great, great podcast you can find wherever you get your podcasts or michaelmalice.com. Michael, how are you, sir? I am absolutely fantastic. Good morning to you. So the biggest story of the week for you was what? Well, there's a few things, but certainly uh, the attempt on Brett Kavanaugh's life and the fact that this has been swept yeah. under the rug by the corporate press, uh, and especially in the context of uh, Senator Schumer's comments about you know that there's going to be consequences for their behavior, uh, it's just amazing. And you and I talk about this constantly: how overnight narratives just switch off and on uh, when it suits the purposes of the mm-hmm. enemy class, and when it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sarah Palin, very famously, you know, was suing the New York Times because they alluded to the fact that she used language like crosshairs. Uh, as a metaphor to encourage people to to shoot, and obviously Congresswoman Gabby Giffords uh, was shot uh, as a it, it later, not as a consequence. Uh, but here, where there's a kind of a dynamic connection, uh, New York Times as you know puts it on page A20. And remember, here's the thing: I will remind yeah. people, New York Times on page A1 above the fold, which is the best real estate, had an article about some kid from West Virginia watched Ben Shapiro videos. And then became radicalized and then became unradicalized. So that's front and center, Supreme Court justice, life in danger, A20. I've never seen anything like it, Michael. And, you know, I think that's why the January 6th hearings fall so flat, because they are trying to make this um, uh, mountain out of this. And I think if they would have reacted uh, logically, because I think everybody was outraged by that. If they would have reacted logically and and and, and consistently, um, like they're acting now with January six with BLM, I don't want anybody to ser- serve more jail time or less jail time. I want them to serve the jail time they deserve, if any, if they're breaking the law. And there's no credibility on this January 6th thing except for the left because it's their narrative. It's what they want. And I think the other side is saying, look, you have no credibility at all because you are not only dismissing BLM, you've also this week dismissed a threat on Kavanaugh's life. 
I, I think they're freaking out going into the midterms because there are very little things to run on. I'm specifically showing my age and remembering very vividly in 2006 when Elizabeth Dole, who had been senator at the time, uh, was head of the Republican Senate committee, and she was arguing for why they should, people should vote Republican in the midterms. And her argument basically was, well, George W. Bush kept us safe. They had nothing else to really run on. And not only were they wiped out you know, in that off-year election, she herself lost her seat. This was their last win. This was the last, oh my God, the right are terrible. Uh, you know, you can't, put, what, what can you put on Republicans or conservatives or moderates of the right wing? Inflation, what's going on in schools, Ukraine, go down the list of bad news. Now you might say this isn't Biden's fault and so on and so forth, but you can't blame it on Kevin McCarthy or, or you know, Mitch McConnell, any of these things. So I think they're panicking. Uh, I think um, November is far closer than people realize. And I don't think they know what else to do. We're talking to Michael Malice, um, who is a, an anarchist, but he's not like a black block. You know, I'm going to go take a club in the streets and burn down cities. Um, uh, and it's why we get along. We disagree on things politically, but a lot of things we agree on. But we both disagree with violence. Um, I do have that right. Right, Michael? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You're entitled to whatever opinion you like. Yeah, good, good, good. I just. <laughs> All right. Good, good. Just want to make, want to make sure. Um, and. Um, the thing, you know, anarchists uh, from the left that are violent um, and they are they are it's strange. They call themselves anar uh, anarchists, but they are actually more communistic in their in their viewpoints. Um, and I'm afraid, Michael, that those people have nothing to lose. They've never been this close and. This election period and after the election, if if they can't have it, no one will. Yeah, Am I I'm, misguided? Yes, I would say that so, because I, I would say if you compare the damage that all of Antifa and the black bloc people could do if they had their druthers, if you compare that to what the federal government and state governments have been doing to peaceful citizens for the last two years and are still doing now in other countries around the world vis-a-vis uh, -vis the lockdowns, quarantines, when you have the federal – Antifa would never right. tell – have the power to tell the Justice Department to investigate parents as domestic terrorists. So I think you know, e even if they had so, complete machine guns, it would still nowhere come close to the systemic damage that's done uh, by the federal government and agencies like the New York Times, mind you. So I, ag I agree with you. However, I maybe add this level of nuance. I'm, uh, I, I don't know how exactly to say this, but I think there are anarchists, Marxists, revolutionaries in the government. And those are the ones I'm more afraid of because they will use people like the black blocks uh, to create and BLM to create problems on the streets. But they will only use it to enhance their power, ca cause uh, chaos, cause all kinds of emergencies that only the federal government can fix. And so they'll step in with their answer. Th that's what really frightens me. 
and there's historically been uh, room for this, um, but I would point out that it was, I believe, in or, uh, the summer of 2014 when there were the rioting in Ferguson, and as a consequence of this, the Republicans got bigger congressional majorities than they've had since 1946, I believe. So yes, it's always the case that um, the federal government is more than happy to have unrest in the streets because that is a great excuse to, you know, go after people's guns and things like this, mm. you know, uh, have all sorts of um, infringements on liberties because it's something we're taught since we're kids that if bad people are doing things somewhere, therefore it means you personally are going to have to, uh, you know, enjoin restrictions on your freedoms. It's a complete lie, but that is the claim that we're taught from a very young age. So, Michael, one other thought here. Uh, I'm I own a ranch in the mountains, and I'm on it right now. And uh, every bit of energy is being created by solar and wind power right now. Uh, we have to be very careful, and it is cost literally hundreds of thousands of dollars to do it. No, no regular person could ever afford anything like this. It's way too expensive. It's not practical. You can't really live the life that you are used to. Um, but it's 100% green and everything else. Um, and I did that. I had a choice of running power lines here, and it would have cost me a lot less, but I chose not to take those power lines. Um, I care about the environment. Uh, I care about independence. Um, and I believe I'm a good steward of this land and the animals on it. Now, there is a split between people who believe in um, green energy, believe in, uh, you know, let's help the planet be, let's be good citizens, and those who are anti-human. And the, the push for green with this administration is, I believe, anti-human. They will destroy all of society for their goals. Are people on the left waking up at all on seeing, hey, the, your gas price, which is going to destroy your economy and our economy, uh, is happening because of the Green New Deal and the Build Back Better and the ESG stuff? Well, I, I no, not at all. And I think people on the right are, are oblivious to this as well. I would point out that Margaret Thatcher was the one who introduced Jeez. global warming into the UK. Uh, Barry Goldwater, uh, who's a you know, as, as conservative as someone you can get, uh, was one of the first people in politics to start talking about environmentalism. So this is this is why it's a smart move for the Democrats. And and in Europe, the Green parties are getting ascension as the Social Democrats or Labour parties, respectively, are losing power in different mm. uh, parliaments because this is something where there's broad political consensus. Uh, the people who are seeking power don't care about trans people. They don't care about the environment. They don't care about BLM. They care about whatever tool is at their disposal that they can use as a ladder to increase their power or to maintain their power. So as long as there is a cons bipartisan consensus on any given issue, that will be leveraged as an excuse uh, to increase the state at the expense of the common person. I heard a speech um, given by um, Noah... Uh, can't remember his name he's the the futurist that the left loves he's uh, you know uh with the world economic forum he wrote uh homo homo sapien um and i just heard a speech he gave where he said i'm gonna play it on monday he said and i quote the real issue here is how we're going to deal with all of these useless humans 
And his uh, suggestion was drugs and video games um, because of the future that they are creating right now. Uh, I agree with him that we're going to have problems, but I don't look at people as useless humans. Um, and that's the problem. I mean, you can believe in, you know, really taking care of the earth and you can do it better than I can. Uh, and that's fine. But is there a point to where those people in society start to see this as anti-human and dangerous? I mean, well, I, is there I a breaking point? Well, I agree with him completely that a lot of people are humans, are useless. I will quote H.L. Mencken, the great uh, journalist of the early 20th century, <laughs> where he said, the existence of most human beings is of absolutely no significance to history or to human progress. They live and die anonymously and as nearly uselessly as so many bullfrogs and houseflies. Anyone can go to any mall, uh, you know, fast food place, and, and the people around them are just especially the cashiers are, are worse than useless but that does not and, and but the thing is <laughs> okay wait wait wait, 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 wait let me ask one question but you don't do you, disag- <laughs> do you disagree that brave new world is a lot closer to reality than 1984 yes yes you dis you disagree i actually think they play into each other no yeah, no, no. i think brave new world is exactly reality and i think it eventually turns you have to have a cage uh for some so i think it's a hybrid in the end it'll be a hybrid of the two but but the way corporate media manipulates people isn't through yes. threats of violence it's through pleasure Correct. why is matthew mcconaughey at the, at the white house telling people about their guns because people know him as an actor and therefore they're you know emotionally uh a lot uh, you know to Ken to like what he has to say. It's complete deception and manipulation, but that is a function of how things work as opposed to threats, far more than the threats. Right. And by the way, that's that's only half the story. Yesterday, I don't know if you know this. Yesterday, I, I told the real reason why he was at the White House. The guy who spent a million dollars, the Hollywood uh, lawyer that spent a million dollars to bail out Hunter Biden uh, is the guy who represents um matthew mcconaughey and uh so the call came in from the lawyer to hunter to the white house and guess who's there speaking to the press um michael thank you so much any good plans for the weekend in an anarchist world what what are those plans i I finally got uh i finally became an american and bought my first gun this week so uh, it's a lovely masada from israeli weapons industry so i will be going out and practicing uh, my second amendment rights yeah, good for you. I think everybody, everyone should own a gun. And here's the reason. The government is getting more and more dangerous. And, you know, I don't know if any, you read this in Michigan. The police now have run out of gas money in the budget. So you call 911. You have to really prove that they should come. That's wow, incredible. That is, that's, that's absolutely amazing. Yes, you, and I agree with your You are the first responder. Yeah, amen. Yep. Thank you. Michael Malice. Amen. We'll talk to you uh, next week. Michael Malice, host of You're Welcome. Follow him at michaelmalice.com or wherever you get your podcast. Back in just a minute with more. Let me tell you about Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Um, I really, truly believe that, and I think I talked to you about this yesterday, that we, we have to be people of merit. If we are going to deserve divine providence and protection, then we have to actually engage in good things. That's why I think it's so important that we stop abortion uh, and we do it in a peaceful way. And we are, we are seen there 
um, helping rebuilding, especially some of these clinics that are being uh, firebombed. We need to love our neighbor and help our neighbor and, uh, you know, let all the other nonsense be dealt with somebody else. Let us work like Christ would work. We could sit here and bitch about the VA, how the Biden administration has cut the VA budget significantly because they needed more doctors at the border for all of the new, definitely not illegal immigrants. Um, so our our vets in our VA hospitals are getting less. So people who are not citizens get more. It's insanity. So we could bitch about it and we can remember it at the voting booth. But what do we do for our veterans? Let's do it ourselves. Tunnel to Towers Foundation is a fantastic organization started after 9-11. They take care of America's first responders and our military service members that don't come home. The first thing they do, if they've left anybody behind, uh, they get um, uh, their mortgage is taken away. So the stress of that is lifted off of the family. The second thing they do, and it's all because of people like you, um, they build smart homes for severely injured uh, people that have 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 damaged themselves in our service and for those vets who are living on the streets and there's going to be more and more of them operation home base they're giving tunnel to towers is giving tiny homes to homeless veterans it's the right thing to do it is the thing that i think will find favor in the eyes of god i love tunnel to towers t Two T is where you will find them. T the number two T tunnel to towers dot com. I want you or dot org. I want you to go there now. T two T dot org um, and donate if you can eleven dollars a month. But donate whatever you can, whatever you can uh, to tunnel to towers. T two T dot org. Ten seconds. Station ID. Uh, just looking at some of the podcast reviews. If you miss any of the shows, please get it at, uh, on podcast and you can really help us. I mean, we have everything stacked against us. Anybody who does conservative stuff. If you like the podcast, please give it a five star review and review it. So it's not enough just to give it stars. If it has a review attached with it, um, that is changes the algorithm and helps new people dis uh, discover it and it's hard for uh a show like ours that has been you know doing podcasts from the beginning uh it's hard to get pushed up uh without algorithms helping so would you please uh go give a five-star review and a uh an actual review let me i'm, I'm gonna read some of the best on on air this one comes from salt girl 66 uh, I've been listening to Glenn Beck since 2008. Thank goodness. He has given the truth. I've checked him at first. After all, he says, please check me. My family is better off today because of him. Wow. Uh, even even though he didn't want Trump for president back then, this one I knew better than him. Ha, Glenn, we love. Well, we love Stu. Thanks. Do yourself a favor and listen. <laughs> Go ahead and check him. I dare you. Uh, from Nana 2014, Sheila, this podcast makes me want to brave and speak what people need to hear. And that is truth. 
but uh, do it in a way that doesn't turn people off in hopes that we can save our country. I want to be bold and brave and respectful and help those stuck in the darkness to see the light in a godly way. Wow. Nana 2014 Sheila, thank you for that review. That is exactly right. Uh, and the final five-star review that I have right now is Colonel Sanders and his sidekick, Cluck Stew, wrap up the news like they're wrapping up tasty chicken sandwiches. <laughs> this one I love. Rate and review uh, the podcast. More in a minute. The Glenn Back Program. We are now living in a society where a person can reasonably be expected to turn his neighbor in if that person signs uh, shows signs of being too radical. So what is too radical right now? See, that's changes. Uh, and we've already seen it change. 20 years ago, radicals were Islamic terrorists. Now terrorists are parents that ask questions in a school board meeting. It's th- these things are the scariest things we've seen in history, and they're coming our way. We are being um, captained uh, this ship by a captain that has lost his mind, truly lost his mind. Uh, and we are all going to pay the price for it. And inflation numbers just came out. Uh, it is up a point inflation. If you look at the shadow stats, we're at about 17% inflation right now. It's just eating up your money, eating up your money. Please, will you do me a favor and call Goldline right now? 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE. Call them now. Just don't buy anything. Just get the information on your self-directed IRA or 401k. Make sure you have money left with Goldline.com. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We have um, we have an interesting story that broke last night, and I want to be real honest with you. Um, I'm doing this interview be- on the advice of a friend who I think is a, a real spiritual, uh, locked-in kind of guy who lives in Michigan, and he says he knows our guest, and he vouches for him. I, I want you to do your own homework. I will do my own homework, but I want to make sure this guy has a fair hearing because something smells really wrong in Michigan. Um, we have Ryan Kelly. He is a Michigan gubernatorial candidate that yesterday was handcuffed and arrested on a January 6th Capitol riot charge. Now, that timing seems really coincidental, and it does seem... It feels as though uh, there are real shenanigans, to put it in the nicest possible terms, uh, in Michigan to destroy the GOP and anybody that stands against Whitmer. Um, Let's uh, go to Ryan Kelly now. Hello, Ryan. How are you? I'm doing good today, Glenn. Thanks for having me join you here today. Uh, It's a beautiful day in West Michigan. You bet. Um, Tell me what happened yesterday. So yesterday I was uh, I was arrested by the FBI and the timing, as you mentioned, is not a coincidence. Right. This coincides with the J6 hearings that they had yesterday. 
along with if you saw the article with Joe Biden talking about he will put his political opponents in jail. And then this happened. So it's not a coincidence at all. They're weaponizing the FBI against me. They're continuing this wild goose chase. And Glenn, you know, just like I do, they're not just after me. They're after all of us that love this country, that love our Constitution, that uh, that want to keep the republic intact here. They're coming for all of us. Okay, so let me ask you some tough questions, because I've seen the videotape. Um, and you are, you are standing, um, in front of a crowd, um, around some scaffolding and you appear to be directing people into the, uh, Capitol. Um, and it is, I'd like to hear your version of this. Um, it also says that you were among the members of the crowd that filed into the Capitol and banged on the door of the legislative chamber chanting, let us in lock her up. Can you help me understand those two things? So to clarify, I never entered the building. We'll start there with that. Number two, you know, there's a lot of things that I want to talk about on this. There's a lot of different components of the story that we want to share. But we have to wait till we go through the courts in order to bring the pieces of this story together. So, you know, I can't make too many comments on that right now, other than, you know, I never entered the building. And, you know, there's going to be court hearings coming up soon, and we'll be able to share more information in regard to the full story then. Sure. Well, I I will tell you, if you've never entered the building, that, I mean, there's half the case. Um, The the second is um, Ray Epps we have on tape doing far worse and they say ray epps is not even not even a player of no concern whatsoever so how could you be of concern equal protection under the law right there's you know constitutional clauses in regard to that look this was an attempt to intimidate me to intimidate my family my wife and my six kids and to intimidate all of my supporters and i'll tell you what glenn the support base has grown uh, a thousandfold overnight, if not more. And, and we will not be intimidated by this. We are going to continue to move forward to win this primary and win this general election. You know, this is the Democrats, again, trying to cover up their own disastrous policies. The American people are struggling with inflation, record high gas prices, record high food prices. We have a baby formula shortage right now. We have rising violent crime. The border's a mess. And this is the kind of stuff that the Democrats are focused on. They're not focused on helping the American people. They're focused on these baseless claims of January 6th. And and the dishonest media continues to perpetuate all of this nonsense and be on their side. But you know what, Glenn? The American people see right through all of this nonsense. And they want somebody that's going to stand up for our republic. And so that support has grown substantially across the entire state. I had a huge group of people from all over the state, meet me outside yesterday after I walked out of the courthouse. It was incredible. Um, I, I just, I, can't, I just can't. I mean, the timing is just so obvious. And there's something else, and I don't know much about it, um, but you had five uh, different candidates from the GOP that have been disqualified because of forged signatures on the petition. What do you know about that? There was 10 candidates that we had in the race and those petition signatures disqualified them. It's another, it's another sad day in Michigan because 
During the 2020 election, our Secretary of State, Jocelyn Benson, directed the county clerks to uh, not validate the signatures. Don't worry about looking at the signatures. But when it comes to all these petitions, they want to scrutinize every single signature because it's a GOP uh, uh, primary. And so, you know, again, uh, the dishonest Secretary of State, you know, she's politically biased. Uh, Fraudulent signatures should be investigated by the Attorney General. Dana Nessel is choosing to do nothing again. Go figure. And, you know, it disqualified those five candidates. You know, Glenn, I'm the front runner in this race now. The polls are showing. Ryan Kelly's the front runner. And and my my political opponents, they don't like that. So they're coming after me because they have zero grounds to stand on an actual value that they're adding to the American people and the people here of Michigan. So what is the message that we should be hearing um, from the people of Michigan? Um, What is are they they seem to be kind of okay with what Whitmer did, um, you know, at least the left what what, Whitmer did um, during covid. I don't think you guys have passed any laws to make sure that doesn't happen again. Where, Where is it just the the energy and the food prices that is really hitting people or what are people actually feeling and responding to? Energy prices are hitting us all. We've set down a nuclear power plant here in the state of Michigan, which now we're looking at having rolling blackouts throughout the summer. And the COO of DTE Energy is telling people just to turn their thermostats up, shut their electricity down for their ACs, and they won't have the rolling blackouts. So it's not just the gasoline prices, which are now over $5 a gallon, the food prices, which continue to rise, we have energy issues. Whitmer's talking about wanting to shut down Line 5, which moves petroleum and other natural resources around our state. Uh, you know, the, the continued corporate welfare handouts, we just handed out $101 million to Ford in cash, plus $35 million in property tax credits in Jeez. order to bring jobs to the state. And they just did $700 million to GM not too long ago. So they're, they're not becoming business friendly. They're just handing out big gobs of money everywhere. And she's hoping that this is going to be enough to buy the election uh, and think that people will forget how she responded throughout 2020. Glenn, we're not going to forget. The people of Michigan have had enough. How, how did she justify shutting down the nuclear power plant? How was that justified? And how is she trying to justify shutting down line five? Cause that's a very important uh uh, pipeline. I have no idea where the justification is. She's one of the most unreasonable people that there is. Look, I'm a reasonable guy, Glenn. I understand that families want, they, they want to have affordable food. They want to have affordable resources such as gasoline, heat to, uh, um, gas to heat their homes. They want to have uh, the ability to to move around the state without threats of business shutdowns. They want to make sure that their electricity is going to be on. They want to have a, a place where they're going to have good employment that's free of you know racial bias training and these other components that are, are really plaguing our state and pushing people away. Um, you know, she's such an unreasonable lady all around uh, the, the means and extremes with her. Uh, have really shown, and I think that the people of Michigan, you know, just like with 
everything with the arrest yesterday and the J6 stuff, people are seeing through that. People see through Whitmer as well. We're ready for a change here in Michigan. It's amazing to me that Detroit was one of the main cities that um, escaped slaves and then later after the Civil War, um, former slaves moved up to uh, because they were safe there and was a very homogenized city. There weren't a lot of real problems um, until the right around the time that the Democrats took one of the greatest cities in America, Detroit, and took control about 1950 something, 1960. And now all of a sudden, all these race problems, such poverty, it's it's a disaster up there, just a disaster. And it's sad to watch. And that's happening nationwide right now. Look at the policies that Biden's enacting. Look at the things that we see happening uh, around our country. What you're speaking about that happened in Detroit is happening to America. Democrat policies are disastrous in every way you can think of. And, you know, they're they're trying to grasp for straws for political power. Um, you, you know, look at uh, they, they champion on. Uh, their, their little left-wing groups going out and threatening the Supreme Court justices, burning down of our cities, uh, the Antifa, the BLM, uh, by their very nature, the, the, the Democrats and the left-wing um, political spectrum uh, is, is, is nothing but, but society falling apart. Uh, look at the transgenderism that they're wanting to push on our children. We want to take healthy children and give them hormone-blocking medications uh, normal, reasonable people don't want this, Glenn. We, we don't want these, these radical, left-wing, extreme ideologies being pushed on our children, destroying their lives, the critical race theory pushed in our schools. Look, I'm just, I'm a dad. I'm a husband. Uh, I got six children. Um, I'm just a regular American. I'm a reasonable guy that wants our country back, which is why I'm running for governor. And, and, we're going to make that happen here in Michigan. And just like when Detroit was a leader around the nation before the Democrats took over, we can make Michigan be that leader to bring that idea of our republic, our constitution, freedom, prosperity back to our great country. That's what people want. That's what I bring to the table. Ryan D. Kelly dot com is the web address where you can find out and uh and if you'd like to support ryan d kelly.com i look forward to the explanations uh and your your day in court i i will tell you i think it's i think it's hysterical that in the in the state of detroit they thought arresting you yesterday and hauling you away in handcuffs would work uh, to discredit. I mean, I think that actually makes politicians poll numbers go up usually in places like Detroit. Uh, Ryan, thank you. Thank you so much. God bless you. Thank you. Bye bye. Um, again, I don't know. Uh, I don't know the situation. He I tried to ask him. He hasn't. Uh, he, you know, he says for polit- uh, for um, uh, lawyer reasons, he can't talk about it. Um, but uh, I look forward to hearing that. You'll have to make your own decision and do your own research. Because uh, it's hard to judge who's telling the truth and who's not anymore. Uh, especially when you can't really trust the FBI.
Okay, uh, if you're like pretty much everybody else, you probably like just to always be able to get in your car and start the engine and go about your merry way without ever having to worry about getting car repairs. Car repairs on top of gas? Hey, it's almost like we'll all own nothing and be happy by 2030. <laughs> anyway, um, your car right now, you cannot uh, afford to have your car go down. You just can't. If there's a chip, what is it going to cost if they can't get that chip? What's going to cost just in a rental car while yours is in the shop? It's unreasonable. You need to have insurance. And that's what car insurance is coming from Car Shield. When your warranty is out, you need coverage. If something goes wrong with your car, you shouldn't have to shell out thousands of dollars to fix it. That's where car shield comes in and i know because i'm a customer of theirs have been for several years and they have saved me on my old trucks they have saved me literally thousands of dollars and they're still running and they're still sitting here which is what i want i don't want to buy another truck um, when your car breaks down count on car shield to help they have rental car plans, uh, you know, everything, every plan that you have uh, includes coast to coast roadside assistant, rental car options, trip reimbursement. They are the good guys here that will help you out. Lock in the price of your plan and save 10% right now at carshield.com slash Beck. Carshield.com slash Beck or call 800-391-8888. 800-391-8888. It's carshield.com slash Beck. Stay informed. Sign up for the free newsletter today at glennbeck.com. This is the Glenn Beck program. Welcome to Friday. We're really glad that you're here. Uh, that's not something I'll be saying to Stu later on uh, this afternoon and tomorrow. Uh, he is actually coming to my my fine art show at uh, Park City Fine Arts. Uh, and uh, I don't think I'm going to let him into the gallery. So he'll be out front, you know, like a homeless tramp. <laughs> talking to people who are waiting to come in it by the way it's a free event uh and if you rsvp they'll try to get you a time slot um but uh but Stu will be there and you don't even have to go in to throw a rock at him maybe oh, i'll did i just incite violence you did you did I, i'm thinking i might just set up an easel outside so. and paint some my, paintings of my own you know to see whose is better i think maybe oh you know really mm-hmm I think people. Yeah, you think maybe that will that'll work for you, huh? Mm-hmm. I do, huh. I do, I do. There's obviously this must be I easy bet you. if you're doing it well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you later uh, tonight, Stu, and we'll see you over the weekend if you come. Otherwise, we'll see you back here Monday. Oh, a great episode coming up this uh, this evening on Blaze TV. Don't miss the, the Glenn, Glenn Beck, Beck Friday freebie. <laughs>